Are you thinking about starting your own cash practice? Maybe you've already started your own practice and you're starting to realize that there's a lot to learn when it comes to business. We can be great clinicians, but if we don't understand the business side of having our own practice, we're going to have a hard time being successful in business. Guys, I wrote a book for you and I took everything that I've learned over the last five years of running successful cash practice here in Atlanta. And I put it in this book and I gave you everything that you need to be able to start and scale that practice past yourself. That book is called Fuck Insurance. And if you don't like the title, the book is not for you. If you do like the title, it's the exact book that you need to be reading right now. I show you exactly how to start. I show you what's important when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales, when it comes to operations, and what stage you're actually at in the business. You know, where you're at, what you need to focus on while you're there, and how to get to the next stage. I'm trying to set it up in a way where you can get some clarity in your business. And the book for now is 100% free. All you have to do is go to finsurancebook.com. That's finsurancebook.com and get your free copy of the book that I wrote specifically to help you be successful in business. The book is free. All you got to do is pay for it to get to your door so that I don't lose my shirt on giving everybody all these books and sending them around the world. And again, head to finsurancebook.com. Learn how to run a successful cash practice today. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. Hello guys, Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast and today I'm getting into something that I wish I would have known, you know, six years ago when I started my business and areas to really focus my attention uh, and the clarity that uh, I think would come from understanding this concept that I'm going to go over with you guys, which, which we call the clinical value pyramid, um, would have helped a ton. Now, the reason I say that is for many of you, um, you're probably fairly new out of school. It's probably isn't, you know, you're probably not 20 years out. You know, you're, you're probably a couple years, maybe you're in school, uh, probably less than 10. And, you know, when we look at what we've been told or what we've been taught in school versus what is, you know, real life in regards to, uh, your, your career and how the decisions you make affect what you're able to do from a time standpoint, from a value standpoint, from a monetary standpoint, the information that we're, get, we're given at school does not really line up with what is the truth when you get out. So uh, I'll kind of explain what I, what I mean by that because, you know, for me, I started to practice uh, not because I really thought I wanted to go into business for myself. I did it because I just, I honestly just didn't want to work for somebody else in a high volume clinic, right? So understanding the, uh, the business side of things so it was something I had to do. I was sort of forced into it with what I wanted to do. And this is like many of us, but if you can take this lens that that I'm going to explain, uh, in the, you know, the clinical, um, value pyramid, it will help you a lot in terms of where you should be allocating your time and money based on what you want to do. Okay. Um, and for those of you that are listening to this on a podcast, I'm recording a video of this as well with a, uh, you know, an actual uh, image of this, this, this pyramid and, 
what people need to be focusing on and what that looks like. Uh, and, and for us, we see, you know, people that are accelerating their careers, they're making more money, they're employing other people, they're gaining time freedom, financial freedom. Um, so what do all these people have in common? And right. And we're going to take you kind of up this, this, uh, pyramid or this, this value ladder in a way, uh, because your monetary success and your time freedom is tied to how much value you create. Right. So let me say that again. Your, your monetary success and time freedom is tied to how much value you're creating in the marketplace. Let's give a good example. Um, somebody like Jeff Bezos, he owns Amazon. Think about how much Amazon has changed people's lives in terms of how they buy things over the last 10 years, even. Right. And if you really think about that, the amount of value that he's provided or created is astronomical. And in exchange, he has astronomical wealth, right? Insane wealth. I mean, people get frustrated now. If maybe you don't remember, but like when you ordered something, it didn't come the next day, you know, usually. And if it did, you know, you, you really had to pay a lot for that. It was like five to seven days later or whatever, uh, versus, you know, making it super easy to buy something super fast to get it to you. Jeff Bezos has created, uh, a, a disruption that is made a lot of people's lives more simplified and easier from a buying standpoint. And he's made a lot of money because he's brought a lot of value to the marketplace. If we look at uh, somebody like Elon Musk, so what did Elon Musk do? Really made the first uh, successful electric vehicle and battery storage system um, that could store uh, energy for extended periods of time. That's incredibly value, right? Uh, valuable, right? So he, he creates something of value, decreasing people's dependence on gas, environmental, uh, you know, uh, environmentally safe car, safer cars, uh, you know, all the storage that he's done, the solar power that they're working on, e even the SpaceX, uh, you know, project, this is a lot of value that he's bringing to the marketplace. And he has created a lot of money and time freedom for himself. Uh, if, if he wants it, you know, I'm sure he works his butt off, but if he wanted to, he could really do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted to, because he's brought a lot of value to the marketplace. So just keep in mind, that when you want a raise, when you want, you know, more vacation, when you want this and this or whatever else, are you actually bringing something to the marketplace that's creating more value? Or are you just asking for shit you don't deserve? Keep that in mind. That is the clearest way for me to put this. And if you understand that, put yourself in the position of an employer if somebody just comes to you and asks for something and there's no change in what they're producing or how they're doing things or uh, of anything of benefit or value created, what makes you think they want to say yes? That's where we have to understand where we have to align our skill set and understand what we're working on. If that's really the goal for some of you, you just want a cool job where you can go there. You can work with people that you want. You can go home and, and uh, enjoy the things you like in life outside of that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. Like, the vast majority of people really want that. You know, they've gone to school to be really good clinician. They want to be really good clinician. They want to work for somebody else. They don't have to deal with the business side and they want to do a nine to five. They want to be able to support their family and, and, uh, and, and, and live a really, you know, good life. And that's, that's cool. Many of you, that's not what you want. Like you want more than that. And I'm going to take you up this, this, uh, this pyramid and show you where you really need to focus your time. If that's what you actually want. So the, the first thing that we get like I said, first of all, the, your, the information we get in school, we get from people that are professors, they're researchers, they're educators. They're, they're typically not entrepreneurs. They're typically not business owners. Some of them might be, but 
they might just do it on the side as a way uh, to, 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 you know, to have a clinic and see people. Um, but they probably aren't necessarily really exclusively focusing on that, right? So the vast majority of people that you're going to get are going to be researchers and educators who have decided to take typically a tenured position, which is usually a very safe position, a lot of education. Um, so to get advice from them from a standpoint of business is typically not the best people to get this from, because what you'll get from this core group of folks is that you just need to focus on your clinical skills, be a great clinician. This is what we're all told, right? Just be a great clinician and you'll be totally fine. And, and in some ways I agree with that. Like you have to start by trying to be really good as a clinician. And what many of us figure out is after a couple of years, we can really become good at what we do, you know, very proficient. Uh, we can, we can, you know, define these niches that we're really, uh, successful with and really enjoy. And that comes down to continuing education courses. So clinical skills comes down to continuing education courses, uh, in, in our mind, the more con ed courses you go to, the better you're going to be aligned with mentorship as well. And that's the way I thought too, when I got out of the, uh, of Baylor and I, I went to my first duty uh, station, I was obsessed with going to as many clinical courses as I can, you know, asking as many questions of, of, of clinical mentors as I can, and, you know, getting time around them, trying to just like synthesize my thoughts and how I've, uh, frameworks of how I was going to work with people. And, uh, and that's what I focused on. Now, if that's what you focus on, this is on the bottom of the pyramid. So if you're not watching the video, this focus on like, imagine a pyramid, the very bottom of that pyramid is clinical skills. So those clinical skills equate to, you know, the value you created really, are you're fulfilling for somebody else. So you're seeing a patient, they can get X amount of dollars from insurance or cash for that patient. And they can only pay you a percentage of that. Otherwise there's no room to actually pay for all of the other things in a business. So you have overhead, the facility, the administrative staff, the marketing, all the things that go into the taxes, everything. So you get a percentage of that and that's, that's it, right? It's, it's pretty much that simple. So you can make somewhere between 60 and maybe a hundred thousand dollars a year. It depends on what you're doing. And there's some variance above and below that for sure. But this is just sort of, you know, your, your standard deviation of what we see from a general staff clinician, that staff clinician, their sole focus is be a good clinician, you know, be efficient, do my notes in a fa in a fast manner, like be able to see a lot of people typically in a high volume clinic. Um, so they focus on clinical skills and speed of being able to implement the technology that they're using on the EMR, EMR side so that they can see more people and hopefully make more money. Right. So they equate patient scene and their continuing education courses to grow their skill set to what they value and what drives their paycheck. Okay. So again, this is the bottom of the pyramid, 60 to a hundred thousand dollars, roughly. Now, if you decide to move up and many of us, this is what happens a couple years in, they're like, Hey, you're pretty legit. We want to give you a clinic director role, right? So now they move you up to a clinic director role, which basically means marginally more pay and a lot more responsibilities. And in some cases, even standing up new clinics, uh, for some of these bigger chains. So when you move up to management skills, this is in the middle of the pyramid. You're now in charge of mentoring and managing other people. So that might be administrative staff. They might be another staff clinician, um, but you're focused on management of the systems that you're plugged into as well as mentoring typically other staff clinicians that are, that are junior to you, um, which is a more valuable skill. You're bringing more value to the marketplace. So with more value comes more money and time freedom. So with that, 
you probably get a little bit more vacation. Maybe you have some flexibility in your hours. Um, you honestly might be working more hours, right? But you're going to get a little bit more pay. So somewhere between 80 and $120,000 a year is really what we see in this, in this, uh, arena of, you know, managing other people depends what kind of clinic it is, depends on how many people you're managing. If there's a profit share set up, all of that, this is basically where, uh, you're at. So you're plugged into another business's systems and you're managing all of the work that's coming in. So you're valuable to them more so than a staff clinician. They're going to pay you more. Your focus typically is going to be on learning how to manage, learning how to mentor. So you're working on being a middle tier manager. Uh, you know, you're, you're running the, running the playbook essentially of somebody else. So slightly more value. You're going to get slightly more, uh, time freedom, slightly more money. <clears throat> now this is where most people stop. They say, okay, well, cool. Now I'm a clinic director. Great. Well, maybe you become a regional director. It's still a management position of skill sets. Um, so it's really no, no different. You maybe just get paid a little bit more because you manage more people, but most people stop there. And what they don't realize is that they're missing the most valuable part of what you can learn in any profession, any uh, job, any skill set, uh, you name it. This is going to be the people that get paid the most. They have the most time freedom and they create the most value. Keep that in mind. So if, if, if it was you, right, or this, let's say this is me and this is my clinic, I'm going to pay a staff clinician one thing. I'm going to pay a manager something else. And if somebody tells me, say, Hey, Danny, I think I can bring in 20 new patients a month, you know? And if I do that, I want an X amount of money per person that I bring in, uh, to the clinic. I would take that 10 out of 10 times. The reason why I would do that is because I know how difficult that is to actually get 10, uh, 20 cash patients, uh, cash clients in per month, new patients. And if somebody else could do that and add that to our clinic, you know, and, and be also be able to fulfill on that. If they're say they're a clinician, that's really valuable because now they're marketing to bring people in, they're selling and they're fulfilling. So they're essentially hitting every part of this value ladder or this pyramid and what they're really going to get paid for, what they're really going to make some, some additional money for is not on fulfillment, regardless of fulfillment, like they can fulfill it or not. Somebody else can. It's the fact that they're marketing and selling and the rainmaker skills at the top of this pyramid. That's what we call those rainmaker skills. This is where you have astronomic, you know, uh, uh, potential, like crazy potential for earning as well as time freedom. This is where we see a lot of people that, uh, we'll either do this for other companies, i.e. agencies marketing and selling for other agencies to get people in the door, you know, or selling for them, being able to take inbound sales calls, uh, you know, or they're doing it for themselves. So they've started their own business of some sort. They're bringing their own business in, they're selling their own business. And in some cases they're fulfilling their own business. So if you decide to go into business for yourself, Let's say it's a cash practice. Now you got to go out and find those people. You got to convince those people that you can help them. Then you have to fulfill. So when you go to business for yourself, you're essentially all of these, you're the rainmaker, you're the manager, and you're the staff clinician. Now, as you get bigger, the goal is to offload these roles so that you can focus primarily on the top tier, if that's what you want to do, and maybe some clinical work still as much or as little as you want, but you shouldn't have to do the fulfillment side because it's a lower level of value. You should be focusing on the areas that drive more value. So if you decide to go into business for yourself, 
you have to be a rainmaker. You can't just be a good clinician. And this is where I see so many people get tripped up whenever they decide they don't want to work for somebody else or in our current situation in a global pandemic, when you've been let go, what do you do? Right. And the next logical step is like, well, shit, maybe I can just do my own thing. I've been thinking about doing it and now I'm kind of forced into it. But if all you focused on is clinical skills and maybe some management skills, you're going to be in a world of hurt. And the reason why is you've never learned how to market. You've never learned how to sell and you've never worked on the third part of this, which I think is the most crucial part of all of it, which is your mindset. You've never worked on shoring up your conviction in what you're capable of doing and why other people would want to work with you. That's a very rare, very powerful thing. And everybody that's listening to this or watching this, you know, when you run into somebody else that has conviction, when they're confident that they can get a result, when they're confident that what they're doing is valuable, people notice that they notice that in their body language. They notice that with their tonality. They notice that in the way that they move around the world and carry themselves and the amount of conviction they have with the results that they're capable of getting is that's a hard thing to cultivate. And that is your mindset. That's your literally your confidence and conviction in what you do, your ability to do it and that there's value behind it. That is 80% of it right there. And it's funny because everybody thinks that that's just a given that, that you just go and do your thing and that's just going to happen over time. It is not, it has to be develop just like any other skill sets. You have to work on it and it's hard to work on because it's uncomfortable for many people. Mindset, sales, marketing. These are the three that create somebody uh, that is a rainmaker. This could be you getting people in for other clinics. This could be you getting people in for the clinic that you work for. And I guarantee you'll make more money and you'll have more say over what you do. This could be you doing your own thing, which is what many people end up doing and becoming a rainmaker for your own business, which then eventually allows you to help build the schedules of other people or other services that you have because you know how to sell and how to market and how to bring business in to a business. That's an incredibly powerful skill that every single company in the world is looking for. This is one of the reasons why when I talk to people, you know, and they're like, well, what happened? What, aren't you worried? Like, what if your business doesn't work out? Or like the, the two businesses that we have now, like, I'm not worried one bit because I know how to sell and I know how to market and I can get people into basically any business. I can sell that. And there's value associated with that. Worst case scenario, I go take a sales position and make $300,000 a year working for a software company. That's not a bad backup plan because I know how to do that. I know how to build that pipeline. I know that skill set. I just happen to do it for my own businesses, which is even more valuable. I make even more money. I have more time, say, or freedom over my time, all of that, because it's my own skill set. So when you look at the money freedom side, we're talking a hundred thousand to a million dollars a year plus. I mean, there's really no ceiling for what you're going to do there in the clinical you know, sense. That's your, your uh, time and financial freedom associated with this. That's the, because of the value that you're creating is so rare and so difficult. And when we look at the sales side and the marketing side, these are the things that really go uh, and, and either hinder somebody or they help them be successful in their own business. And for us, this is the area that you learn nothing about as clinicians. And part of the reason why is because, again, we draw this back to our environment. You're there to pass a test. You're not there to learn how to sell and market because it's not on the federal exam. It's not on the national test. And the other thing is your professors don't know this stuff. Like they're 
researchers, they're educators. They're not sales and marketing specific individuals. But if you find yourself stuck on this clinical level and then this management level, and you're getting frustrated because you have a very stringent schedule, you're starting to get burned out because of all the volume. And then you decide, you know what? I'm going to do something on my own. If you do not learn the rainmaker skill set that is so important and so valuable, you'll go right back to that management position with your tail between your legs. I've seen it happen over and over and over again where people give up because shit isn't as easy when you go out on your own and nobody's fulfilling, nobody's putting people on your schedule. Nobody's selling, nobody's marketing. You're, you're the one getting turned down. You're the one people say yes to You're the one people that they say no to. And that can be really, really challenging. And if you get frustrated there, you're like, man, this isn't for me. Like, this is hard. I'm going back to this other position. That's a shame because the only reason that you weren't able to make it work was because you didn't have the skill set. You didn't actually know what to work on. You didn't know that you, you weren't working on the right things. You were working on the things that got you to where you currently were. But what got you there isn't going to get you to the next phase, which would be working on these areas of mindset, sales, and marketing. I hope this makes sense because like I said, if I could go back and tell myself anything, it would be to start working on these things because the interesting thing, especially with sales in particular, sales correlates so well with clinical outcomes, with people getting better outcomes because they're more bought in to what you're doing. They have more trust with you because you're relating to them on a deeper level, which is just sales. Sales is a transference of trust, whether that be for with money or with time and attention and effort. That's them doing difficult skills that we have to get them to do with their home exercise plan. That's them making habitual life changes that we know are so important, like maybe improving their sleep. That's trust that they need to stick out enough visits with you to really see that long-term change and not drop off halfway through. And guess what, guys? That's sales. That's one of these key rainmaker skills that we need to learn. And I can tell you this much. These rainmaker skills, improvement in this area dramatically changes dramatically changes what you're able to earn as a clinician over a long period of time, much more so than how well you can dry needle the quad or whatever else you're learning how to do, which are very important skills. And as a clinician, whatever it is you're going to learn, but damn, at a certain point, you got it. You've got to start to elevate your skill set and focus on this area. So guys, we got something really cool coming up in September. We have a course and it's a coaching program called the clinical rainmaker coaching program. It's our, uh, coaching program that we are uh, built out, uh, because we've essentially capped out our mastermind. Our mastermind is, uh, is basically waitlisted at this point. And we know there's so many more people out there that want to be able to improve their business skill sets their, uh, over their clinic or really to match their clinical skill sets. And this is a program we've had going on now for a few months and we've had some crazy changes with people. It's really, really been cool to see. And for us, if you're interested in understanding, Hey, what should I be working on to get some ongoing coaching and mentorship and guidance to really build these areas of your mindset, your sales, your marketing, and not just buy a course and try to learn this on your own, but literally have coaching involved, you know, along the way and being held accountable, uh, and have your questions answered of what you should be focused on, where, when, what mistakes not to make. We're opening our course back up right now. It's, it's closed. We'll open it back up at the end of the month. Go to ptbiz.vip. That's ptbiz, ptbiz.vip. 
and get on the wait list for that course when it opens back up. We're going to have a limited number of people we're going to be able to add into that coaching program. We'll open it up. Like I said, at the end of the month, you'll hear more from us about this and the specifics of it some additional trainings we're going to do, but I hope this makes sense to you. If you're interested and you're excited and you say to yourself, you know what? You're right. I've been focusing on clinical skills and maybe I'm going to manager, or maybe you're not even there yet, but you know, you want to get better at these areas that are going to allow you to either build your own business or to be a rainmaker for somebody else's business, which in many ways is just as valuable. It, it depends on how you structure that head to physical therapy biz, or head to ptbiz.vip, get signed up for the wait list. Uh, super easy. We'll get on our list. We'll notify you as this thing opens back up and we can start working on your clinical rainmaker skills at that point and get you guys upgraded to where you're creating more value in the marketplace and you have a corresponding return on your time freedom and your monetary reinvestment back to you for what you're giving the marketplace. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.